0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local women, local men. Member FDIC.
1: Monday, February 22nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swine. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone line. That's right, the White Claw phone line it's at 877 420 That's 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer made pure coming up tonight at about 515 Let's just go ahead and give it a time. Tony Kemper is going to join us on the program. I said the other day, that it would be really good if Marshall could get a split. A sweep would have been fantastic, but Rice is a very good team. They're an excellent team in Conference USA. And so I was hoping maybe maybe the herd could get a split. And so what does the herd do? First night, doesn't go the herd's way. Second night, and this has kind of been a pattern. I'm gonna to talk to Coach Kemper about this in the next few minutes. It feels like, okay, the team figures it out gets a feel for the opponent, and then second game comes out and finds a way to win. doesn't happen all the time, but for the Thundering Herd, they've been really good. In that second half, I think they're making adjustments. I think the team's finally figure out that, you know, we can play. And if this isn't a confidence booster, I don't know what is. You beat Rice, previously undefeated in conference. You can't tell me you can't go out there with any confidence now and think, okay, we can play with anybody. In this conference tournament coming up, in this league, we can play with anybody. There's nobody that we can't play with in the tournament or in the league in the regular season. And so, big confidence booster. We're going to hear from Coach Kemper in the next few minutes. As I mentioned, we'll get your phone calls in as uh, we have got our producer behind the glass this afternoon. Taking those calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. So, what else happened for the Thundering Herd? Well, I mean, it was a good weekend for the Herd. I mean, you, you split with Rice. That's the big one there. The men, of course, were off, didn't have a chance to play. The Thundering Herd now getting set for North Texas. At, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but with the situation in Texas, you never know what the weather is going to be like here the next few days. Team could possibly have to deal with COVID again. You don't know. So I'm not at that point yet where I'm thinking, okay, this isn't going to happen. But with what has happened this season so far, if they get this thing off, I'll be happy. To be honest with you, if they can get this game off the next two, I will be happy. Because the Thundering Herd won't have to go on the road until the conference tournament. That's the good news. Marshall can play, get ready for the tournament, maybe go on a run, win the next four go into the conference tournament pretty strong, have a chance to win that thing, and then get to the NCAA tournament. Whatever happens, Marshall's got a shot at it, but Marshall's going to have to, of course, get some games in first. That's the biggie. That's the big thing. So we've got that to get ready for this week. But if you look back on the weekend, what did the Thundering Herd do? Well, first of all, soccer team, and I think a route is 10-1, you call that a route? Do you come up with a, a different name? I mean, they beat West Virginia Tech 10-1. Is there a mercy rule? 10-1 seems pretty, pretty good here. Two in the first, eight in the second for 10 total. Uh, Tech scored one in the first. I guess that take the hurt off that Tech scored on them, so Marshall just piled in on them. And then... What we thought would happen is Coach Agnes, Ari Agnes, she seems to have her her ladies well, well positioned to go and just beat people. Marshall volleyball team earned a consecutive sweep over FIU. 5-1 now, 3-1 in league play. Now the Panthers are 1-6 overall, and they're 1-5 in league play, but still, Marshall gets the sweep back-to-back here over FIU, and the Thundering Herd continues on gearing up for their assault of the volleyball standing. So, I mean, this is probably early, but 5-1 and one overall, 3-1 and one in conference play. This might be the team that's going to contend, or at least it's going to be one of the teams in the conversation. So we might be seeing Marshall volleyball here real soon, making some noise, if they can keep this up. If you can go several weeks, maybe not losing, sweeps would be nice, but winning, improving that record, we could be talking about Marshall Volleyball here real soon, making a push. Wouldn't it be nice if Marshall Volleyball got to the postseason? Wouldn't that be nice? Soccer, we hope, makes that happen. Volleyball, we hope, makes that happen. We hope that the Marshall men can do it in the tournament, and we hope that Tony Kemper, the head coach of the Marshall women's team, can do that on the road in the conference tournament as well for his ladies. And we're going to talk to Coach Kemper in the next few minutes, so we'll talk to him. Uh, Don't forget, uh, we'll get your phone calls in 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Big win. I don't know where he puts that in his personal achievements column. Is that his one of his best all-time, where does he rank that at personally for him? So we're going to find out where he puts that and look ahead. I mean, Now the question is, can you duplicate that? Can you do that again? Can you go out and play like you did, knowing that is there going to be a team left on the schedule that's just as good as Rice? I'm going to answer that for you quickly. No. There's not going to – I mean, Rice is – the premier team in Conference USA in women's basketball. You've got road trips against North Texas and Middle Tennessee, and I'm thinking those are winnable. To be honest with you, I'm thinking those are winnable, maybe both of them. So Coach Kemper joins us on the other side of the break. We will get your phone calls in later on at 877-420-TALK, eight seven seven four two zero eight two five five. 8255 This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul
0: Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank.
1: Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Here in a moment, hope to hear from the head coach himself, Tony Kemper, we're trying to get him on the phone right now. So until then, we'll take time for your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Thundering Herd Women beating Rice in Conference USA action, 68-56. to 56. And it was one of those efforts that if you look at how Rice and Marshall came to this Marshall outscored them twenty three four in the fourth. You go into this just dominating that fourth completely, and unfortunately for Rice, uh, they just got steamrolled by Marshall in that fourth. So Marshall improving to six and eight, five and seven in Conference USA. I mean Rice had only lost previously one other time, and they're now nine and one in Conference USA. They're absolutely one of the best teams in Conference USA. And unfortunately for them, they're no longer perfect. Fortunately for the Herd, Marshall gets that big win. So we're trying to reach Coach Kemper. We're going to get him on the program here in the next few minutes as uh, we are efforting him. And again, you can be a part of the program as well. You can find me on Twitter, at PaulSwan. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a show page and a group as well. So the Thundering Herd. In action next week, going to be on the road. We will, of course, if we don't get a hold of Coach Kemper today, we will talk to him here in the next few days. So right now, efforting him. That is what we are doing. I really had him – this was my time. I budgeted for him. We will wait. We will wait for Coach Kemper. He deserves to – he deserves us to wait on him today as – that's a big win. Really is. I mean, what's that do for the Herd now? I I think it gives them momentum for the tournament. The tournament's probably going to be uh, a lot more interesting if Marshall can over the next few games pick up some wins here. And you look at North Texas. Can Marshall beat North Texas? Can the Thundering Herd beat the Mean Green? I think so. Now you got to go to Texas. You got to go and again, You have a situation here where what's it going to look like as far as is the conditions going to be fine? Is there going to be any hiccups here? Is there going to be any travel problems? Is there going to be power issues? All of that. And we got several days to hopefully sort all of that out as Texas has definitely taken a beating with the Arctic air and the polar polar vortex. That's our issue right now. That is, um, that's the concern. But North Texas, the next opponent for the women. And, of course, again, trying to get Coach Kemper on, and uh, we are efforting him as we speak. His phone is getting blown up by our cracked staff. Let's put it this way. Our staff is blowing his phone up as we speak right now, completely. So he's either in a meeting or something. I don't know where he's at, but we're going to get him on the show. And, uh, of course, uh, we're going to um, hopefully this week have Marshall men's basketball to talk about as Marshall will take on North Texas as well, the Thundering Herd at home. It's going to be nice to actually have some home matchups. Marshall in action at the Cam Henderson Center playing, hopefully getting a – I'm hoping we see Marshall sweep the next four. That's what I'm looking for here because – Again, Marshall doesn't have to go on the road anymore. It's over. Marshall is set at home. Till the conference tournament, no more travel. So you can play your game on 26th to 27th, and then you swing back and do it again on March 5th and 6th. Those are the makeup games with Charlotte, and then after that, you're off to the Conference USA tournament. If you can get those games, so that's my only concern, if you can get those games in. That's the only thing I'm concerned about right now, because I'd hate to see a, a thundering herd team go into the conference tournament with a prolonged layover. And again, there's not saying that these games aren't going to happen, but with everything that we've gone through, COVID-19, the weather conditions, anything that can possibly prevent a game from happening, we've seen happen. And so that's where we're at right now with this schedule. Unfortunately, you know, we will know for a few days. These things sometimes depend on the final couple of days. If, if there's an idea early that, okay, we can't do this, you know, we'll find out. But you got to wait. You got to hope, okay, your tests come back. You got to hope your tests come back and you're all good there. Or you got to hope that their tests come back and we're all good there. And then you got to put yourself in a situation where, Let's play. Let's just let's get this going. And and North Texas got to travel. Okay, so I think we're going to have Coach Kemper on the program here in a minute. That's what it sounds like. So let us welcome to the program now the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, and I've been filibustering for several minutes now to talk to him. Tony <laughs> Kemp. Man, I don't have any film material prepared today, man. I, I was blocking listen, out 50 minutes for you.
0: Listen, I, I apologize for that. I don't do that that often. Um, you can do anything you I, want. I, uh, you can do whatever you want. I was in the middle of something that, that – uh, that I I thought was important at the time, and then I was sitting there going, I, this, "You didn't call me from your number, so I don't have this one saved in there," and it kind of threw me for a loop. But I'm here now, and uh, and we're still having a good day. Um, we, we girls had a day off, so they're getting to relive a, a pretty nice win for our program, and, and uh, you know, this year it, it it felt good to finish the way we did. Did they uh, get ice cream and stuff like that? Ice cream, right? Uh, well, you know, we talked about this before coronavirus kind of gets the ice cream party for but them you, them can, make.
1: you can get so. them ice cream and not eat it with them <laughs> come
0: on <laughs> it's all hard in 2021 that's all i'll say everything's hard you know one at a time through the drive through it and then you got to swipe the card that many times. it's it's tough it's tough so they got they got some hugs and and uh pretty good celebration and um, i was proud of them i mean that that's a that's a really good basketball team and uh to, uh, they kind of had us in a tough, tough place and, um, you try to sit over there on the side and try to figure out what the path is. And, uh, you know, our players just chose, we just won't let them score again and we'll see how that goes. And it went pretty well. So I'm, I'm proud of them.
1: I was going to ask you, what do you think the major difference was between Friday and Saturday? You look at the score on Friday and you think, okay, this is going to be a tough weekend for, for Coach Kemper and the, and the team. And then Saturday, um, you you mentioned they just decided at one point we're not going to let them score anymore. I mean, was it just they were mad? Were they had they figured them out? What what happened to to make this go your way?
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, I, if I knew, we would push that button every time. I mean, I, I think I, I know. I, you know, I think Friday they're they're really good. I mean, they're they've only lost at. You know, number ten Texas AM or I don't know what the what Texas AM is ranked, but that's their only loss of the year, and they led in the final minute. Um, you know, so they, they beat Texas Tech by twenty at Texas Tech. I mean, they're they're really good. They're forty now. They're forty one and three in Conference USA in the last three years. Um, so, it, I think, and in saying all that, the the reason why, or one of the reasons why. Uh, they have a six nine center and it's she's legitimately six nine and um, that is just something that you can't can't simulate that in practice you know you try to talk through what it's gonna be like and and uh, and things like that but when you get in that game and her length and the things that they can do defensively because of it you just can't you talk about how you're going to counter it, and it's still a little bit, I think, shocking when you get in there, and I thought we just kind of started on Friday timidly, and really just got ourselves in such a hole that even though I thought we competed pretty well defensively, you know, we could never really mount much of a uh, you know, sustained comeback, or whatever you want to call it, And but I do think our our team gained some confidence. You know, if you look at the Basically, once we got it to half, we might even have won the second half on the Friday game or the Saturday game. Sorry, I'm getting my Friday Saturday confused because we actually had to bump it back because of all the snow. But um, we might have won the the second half in that first game. Came out well um, on Sunday, hit a lot more shots early, and then. Kind of, it, it didn't go great in the middle of it for us, the second quarter, third quarter. Uh, but we hung in there, you know, and it, it, we didn't, uh, we made just enough shots to keep it eight or nine, you know, eight or nine. And then um, we just really got to cooking in the fourth quarter. And I don't know what it was. It, there was no, everybody asked me all the time, what'd you tell them? I mean, I probably gave them a play and told them to hang in there. And uh, we made a couple shots and Chris Mayo stuck a three. Um, And then we just started to get a whole bunch of stops. And I don't think they scored for the last 4-12. And I think we put an 18-0 run on them to end the game. And um, I just think it was being tough-minded and and trying to find a way to get, get a big win. And they finally got it done.
1: Do you take that win now? And when you talk with them after the glow of this game, uh, moves on? I mean, I'm sure you're going to be smiling for the rest of the season on this one, but you can't take this and just say, okay, we did that, we're going to go take the next one. I mean, do you point out to them, okay, you're going to have to apply all of that to the next game, but you can and you just beat the best team in the league, so there's no reason why you can't?
0: Yeah, I, there's no question. I mean, I, and I think um, one of the things that We're, we're trying not to, I was asked in the press conference after the Saturday game, you know, is this David versus Goliath? And it's not, they're, they're just a really good team in our league. And our program needs to figure out a way to compete with them. You know, we need to find a way to win. And, uh, you know, I guess it took us less than we had 23 hours, about, about probably 21 hours by the time I said that to figure that out. And, uh, so I, I think you make a valid point. It, it's not, you know, the glow of this win is not going to be here for the rest of the season. we we got to get back to work on North Texas. And, um, you know, we actually play. Our, our our strength of scheduling conferences, it's a bear. You know, We Rice was first in the West. We now have first, or second in the West. And then we finish at Middle Tennessee, which is first in the East. So um, we knew, and we've been preaching this for a long time, you know, We've got to be pretty sharp at the end of the year um, to go compete with the teams that we're going to play. So I think it was a good step forward in that, and they should have learned a lot about what they're capable of. And we also need to take the the idea that we're not done. So we'll uh, we'll see how much we learned. You know, Friday when we're in Denton.
1: Speaking of that. Um any early indication that uh, there's going to be any problems with that? I know uh, Texas right now is uh, is defrosting from uh, all of their problems. Uh, seems like everything going well so far. No early indication that there might be some schedule uh, postponements, move it back, or anything of that nature.
0: No, I, th- I think we're good. I mean, it, you know, North Texas hasn't hasn't said anything to us, and I guess what we 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 have checked with hotels and different people like that that logistics that we have run down there and there. You know, I think their power's all back on for the most part. Um, You know, it seems like they're ready for us. So I haven't, uh, I think, barring, you know, something else happening down there, I think we're we're good to go Friday,
1: Saturday. Tony Kemper, my guest, Marshall splitting with Rice, getting the win on Sunday. That seems to be your M.O. I know you want to, at some point, make sure that when you get to the tournament, that there's no second game that you're going to split with. You want to get that. You want to get that second game win in that first game. Um, does that just drive you crazy sometimes? That okay, we lose the first one, but we come back and we look really great. The second game. What do? You, can you put your finger on that? I mean, because really, it, I, can't. I mean, that's. I can't. I'm thinking that's just great adjustments by you. You see an opponent, and then you you make those adjustments. I'm going to give you all the credit. Yeah.
0: Well, I think I think that you can take. You the word you out of that sentence, then maybe you're right. Um, I, I think our team does. I, I do think, and we've been thinking about this a lot, you know, how, how, do, we, uh, how do we try to get them where they're, what they're seeing on, you know, in between, how do we get that before Friday? Because I think, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that, um, you know, maybe the plan that we have in between games has worked pretty well it's maybe the preparation and, you know, all the way leading up. And I don't have a good, I really don't have a good answer for that. I i think that as I'm trying to think about it, I think we, I know we have a smart team. we got a group of smart kids. And I think that that's part of it, that they, uh, they just get a chance to watch themselves in the moment, you know, and leading up to it, maybe uh, you're trying to see yourself through other people's sets and how other people attack it and, you know, as soon as we get some film, then they get to watch themselves and, you know, it's it's them. And so, I, you know, I know that that helped them in between the games with, with Rice because Rice is so unique defensively. Um, you know, we just got, you have to be okay shooting or pull-up jumpers. You just can't get the ball to the rim that often. Um, and I think they kind of saw the open pockets better instead of us telling them where they were. I think they, you know, use their experience the night before, and then also back it up with film. With okay, you know that's where that shot needs to be taken from, um, and you know that's my that's my saying. I think is just they're pretty smart, so when they get a chance to watch them watch themselves, it's easier for them to you know tweak it and uh, and make it better.
1: Tony Kemper joining us on the program. The Thundering Herd splitting. Where do you put this one in your personal um, pantheon of, of games, victories, uh, performances? Where do you put this one personally?
0: Well, as the head coach, it's the best one we've had. I mean, they're 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 really really good, and um, you know, as I told you, you just look at they're forty one and three in the league. They were forty one and two until they came to Huntington. You know, in the last three years, so there's been a whole lot of people that I know, um, you know, gave them a good shot and couldn't finish it off. And so for our team, I think in a year that, um, I've definitely bemoaned the kind of stuff we've gone through. Um, we do finally have our team together. We have practice for two weeks. Um, you know, and I, I think this win kind of shows what I think I've been saying all year, which is, I think this group is pretty talented. I think they're capable of quite a bit together. We need some time together and, um, you know, some I'm, I'm happy with that. But it, it's a they're a really good team. They're very well coached. They're very talented. Um and not a lot of people have gotten done. It didn't matter where, you know, on the road at home, not a lot of people has found a way to win against them. So um I'm I'm super happy
1: that we found a way to get it done. As we talked about, North Texas is the next opponent, and they're pretty good as well. Uh, I think they're beatable. I can say that because yeah, I'm not a head coach. Uh, I, I can say all these forward-looking statements. you got to take hey, it one that, at a time.
0: We just learned everybody's beatable, right? We just figured that out. Everybody's beatable.
1: Everyone is beatable. So. Uh, yes, that is a valid point. Everyone is beatable. But uh, you got to go on the road for four. At this point, does that phase your team? you got to go on the road for four before the tournament?
0: Well, I think – no i think our 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 team is i think we're building you know i think we're like i just said we're finally have everybody together we've had a couple weeks of practice um you know we haven't played great on the road yet but there's been a lot of in and out and that we haven't played a lot of road games this year you know and i guess we played it once at western and then we played down at charlotte um and you know that seems like eons ago that we played at charlotte so um you know we've got our whole squad hopefully and uh I think they'll be excited to get get to Denton and and lace them up again and go compete like they did, you know, like they did on Sunday. So I, I think it's always tougher on the road. There's no question about that. Uh, North Texas is very very good. I think they've only lost two, or I know they've only lost two in conference. Um, you know, but I also know that us at our best can compete with everybody, and we just learned
1: that. And then you got Middle Tennessee as well. I know we can't look too far ahead, but that'll be the makeup from the series that was postponed. Uh, it it feels like everything is falling in place at the right time for you because it doesn't matter, you know, how you get there, but if if you get there and it feels like you're about ready to get there, at least this Rice game showed that you put it all together, you can go far.
0: Yeah, I think you know what. I- I actually, we got to find a way to make sure we get to Frisco, you know, and we're locked. If you look at our side, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that are five and seven or right around there like we are. Um, And, you know, we got to get to Frisco. We got to find a way to win a couple more, I think, to get to Frisco. Um, But I do like the quality of opponents that we're playing at the end of the year, because I think it, it's only going to help make us better. You know, we haven't had a chance to build all year. So you know, you look at, you get everybody together, you practice for about 10 days in a row, you play Rice, you clearly get better from day one to day two in that series. And now we have two other good opponents too. So, you know, we're, we're trying to close really hard and make big improvements in a hurry leading into Frisco. And I think the schedule, while difficult, sets us up that if we have the right frame of mind over the next three weeks, I think we can really grow as a team. So I think that's the... You know that's the mentality that we need to have, and I think we've got a resilient group. They have proved that all year, and you know that's kind of where, if they had the day off today, only class, and but that's where their focus needs to shift. Um, you know, starting tomorrow is how we going to keep keep moving
1: forward. On a personal note, since that was the last home game for your squad before you hit the road and then get to the tournament, just how special was it for you? Because senior days are always emotional. It doesn't matter if you have one player or five players or ten players. It doesn't matter. It's always emotional, but I think that's the way you want to go out on a senior day.
0: Yeah, it was it was great for um, you know two really important seniors for for our program and for Marshall. I mean they they represent our athletic department really well, and that's Kristen Mayo from over in Grayson, Kentucky, and Taylor Pearson from uh, from Columbus and. Um, they, uh, they were both instrumental in winning. They were both great down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Taylor, uh, Kristen kind of hit some shots to get us going at the front end when we were down by about eight or so. And then Tay hit a huge three um, from the. we were up one with, I think, two minutes to go in transition. And they just kind of lost her. And, uh, you know, Tay's, Tay was a tremendous year last year, and she just hasn't found it yet this year. But on senior day at home, she was three for four. And the last shot she hit at home wasn't one of the biggest ones of her career so um i'm really proud that they proud and appreciative of their time at marshall i'm glad that that quality of an individual they're both of the same has come through our program um they take a lot of pride in being at marshall graduating from marshall and representing our university and that's exactly the type of people that you want um at in your program so it was a great day to go out Uh Two really important um, seniors that we were celebrating, and everybody made sure they came out on top.
1: Tony Kemper joining us. Um, okay, so I guess I can let you get back to whatever that other important thing was you, you had going on. Um,
0: I'm never going to live that down, am
1: I? No, you will. You will. I just <laughs> I ha- I had to put on the film material because you, I had, had I let you, you down. I had just you can tell me penned in like okay, this is going to be a great show because. I'm getting coach on. That means I can just talk <laughs> and it's good. And, and sitting here going, Okay, um, hey, it's a great win. Coach is coming on the show the next couple of minutes, you know. Yeah. Um Maybe he maybe, maybe. Be on the show the next couple of minutes. But yeah, maybe I, I got
0: there. Yeah. It was kinda how we started. You know, we started a little I started a little slow for you, but um I, I got there and we closed well. So
1: That's all we ask for. That's all we ask is uh, to close this show well. And then uh, I guess that means uh, next week um, we're going to be bringing you back in on Monday. That's going to be the new thing. On Monday, we'll come back and talk about the victories uh, you had on the road this weekend.
0: I like it. I I hope we can go down there and have some stuff. Long trip. We haven't been on a plane all year, so this is the first one. And then hopefully we get this one and then we turn right back around a couple weeks later and head back down.
1: Just practice for the tournament. That's it.
0: That's right. That's it's a it's a uh, practice run, trial run.
1: Too bad you couldn't play the final games in Texas and then go over to uh, the Star. I know there's probably still a gap in between, but you know, just making a prolonged, uh, extended stay.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, you know, the great Jason Corey. We always talk about Jason when I'm on here. He made that suggestion a couple weeks ago. We just need to call the conference and try to get him to move our makeup series to this weekend and move our Denton series to the following weekend so we can just stay down there. But um I guess we've already had the flights booked and we've already had everybody else moving around. So we're gonna keep it where it's at and try to try to make it happen anyway.
1: Don't they realize you just beat Rice sixty eight, fifty six. You should get what you want.
0: Well that didn't last for very long. We'll just put it that way. You know, it's kind of like a, I told you earlier. That that one's over, and we're on to the next one. So we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do. We're not quite where we want to be, but this weekend after the start, it ended pretty well, and we're pretty happy about that.
1: Tony Kemper, my guest. Uh, congratulations. Uh, that's a that's a, a fantastic win. Uh, I knew you would split. I at least figured you were going to get one of those two. I, I just had a feeling. Uh, it's sure well, it's thanks. easy for me to say that now but I I knew that you would they're a good team. I was giving Rice credit. I was giving them credit, but I knew you'd find a way to beat them.
0: Well, that's kind of what we did. We just found a way. And it, it was it was nice. It was a great great day around here. So, thanks for having me on and um, I look forward to hopefully some more Monday victory uh conversations.
1: Let's do it. That'll be our thing. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, coach. I appreciate you. Thank you. See you. Tony Kemper, head coach of the Thundering Herd. The women get that victory over Rice, 68-56. We've got more on the way when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive,
1: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Special shout-out. We're doing some uh, engineering work, so uh, shout-out to those of you who are tuned in right now on 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. Appreciate you guys sticking around. We're going to get that taken care of here shortly, and we'll resume our normally scheduled programming. On, again, seven and 98.5 The Planet. It is Monday, February 22nd. We're just a few weeks away from the start. Of the Conference USA Tournament, the beginning of March Madness, and everything basketball. Of course, baseball is coming up, too, as well. We're finally in that sweet spot. It's starting to feel normal again with the resumption of baseball. We're getting that back at more of a normal schedule Feels good. And, of course, the men are going to be wrapping up here in the next few weeks with the next couple of series at home at the Henderson Center. It's going to feel good. I think it's going to feel good. Finally get some normal scheduling going here if we can see these games – to their conclusion, her taking on North Texas and then the makeup series is going to be against Charlotte and we're going to have all those games on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on 937 the dog as the thundering herd looking to put themselves in a good spot in the Conference USA tournament. Right now, it's Western Kentucky's tournament to lose. Right? Is that what we're talking about? Is it's their tournament to lose? I think Marshall's gonna make it interesting. And of course, something we were talking about last week, we were talking about who should be player of the year in Conference USA. Most of you, this was an informal poll on our group page, the drive with Paul Swan. It's a group page on Facebook. Informal, but if we're looking at overall player of the year, what qualifies for that? Again, bias here. But most of you are saying, no, look, Tavion is the best player in Conference USA. But Charles Bassey is making himself hard to deny. And of course, Western Kentucky just has a better record. Western Kentucky has more games. Western Kentucky probably going to win the regular season crowning conference, USA. So it's going to be hard to deny a player of the year from the team that won the regular season championship. But as far as I'm concerned, regular season championship doesn't mean anything. Not this year. I mean, all it means to me is that you were able to, with the schedule that was put before you, win, be successful. Because there are some teams that didn't have an opportunity to play a full schedule, or there were some teams that had difficulties. And to be honest, every team has gone through this. Some team has had to deal with COVID. Some team has had to deal with scheduling postponements. Someone every week has to deal with something on a personal level, and some team has had to deal with something On a a larger scale, being postponements, just not being able to play due to weather, to health, contact tracing, everything. So I think while it means something, to me, not much. because I think once we get to the conference tournament, it's win and go home. Win or you go home. And that's what's going to really, I think, be important. But at the same time, tournaments are kind of strange beast themselves or itself because of the fact that anybody can get hot, right? You could have a couple of players get hot and elevate your team. Marshall could get hot. Marshall could win the tournament. Western Kentucky could be ice cold and not win the tournament. Old Dominion could get hot, right? Teams that get to the conference tournament, there could be a run by some team And may not be the best team in Conference USA, but at that point in the tournament put together everything you needed to put together and get that win. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We're going to wrap it up here. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank
1: here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Pulse One. your host, this Monday, February 22nd. For those of you who uh, follow the program, you know that um, we're excited for the EA Sports College football video game coming back to a Xbox and a PlayStation near you. Not this season, but probably maybe next season, the year after at the latest. Well, There's one school that might not be part of it, and that's Notre Dame. Notre Dame's athletic director, Jack Swarbrick, said that his school is going to basically sit it out right now. Not going to provide name, logo, other branding properties to EA Sports for the game until new rules that determine whether athletes will be able to receive a cut of the game's profits are finalized. Now, the NCAA has made its intentions well known that it's going to change the rules to allow college athletes the ability to make money from some types of endorsement deals. And there's also been some push, right? This has come up time and time again because of federal and state lawmakers. They have pushed legislation. They're trying to open up similar opportunities. And some of this is going to go into effect soon. And so they're still trying to sort all this out. And right now, Notre Dame is basically saying, look, until this is figured out, we're not in. We're not in because... The issue here is student-athletes don't have the ability to negotiate right now as a collective group on a price for the use of their names, images, and likenesses. And it's not clear, according to reports, um, well, what future rules will allow. But this is interesting because Notre Dame would be giving its trademarks, its images, its everything that goes into – recreating a digital Notre Dame. Put Notre Dame in this video game. And if you put Notre Dame in the video game, you're playing as the Fighting Irish, but the players that are going to be in the game, your avatars, your digital representations, not going to be the same players that are actually on the field. Now, I know from years of experience, there are large communities of interested folks who are still, at this time, building rosters for the previous game. NCAA 14, I believe, was the final game. And they're still creating rosters to accurately reflect what the team will look like, or at least a representation. And that was a big issue here, is when I boot the game up, I take the field, I'm, I'm Marshall. Hey, my quarterback looks just like Rakeem Cato. My quarterback has similar attributes to Rakeem Cato. And you could go down the list, and that's where this started to become really a big issue. And EA Sports decided, we're done. We're not going to put this together anytime soon. So now they're coming back. They're not even going to use the NCAA brand name. It's it's going to be EA College Football or EA Sports College Football. And I think you can still get away with this pretty without having to use player likeness because you're generating random teams right you're gonna have fake players number 12 is gonna be somebody i mean you would randomize it right i don't know how you would go about making sure all of that is up to spec because you got some large rosters here but That's the story as it is right now. Notre Dame not in until these laws are a little bit clearer and they're finalized. And that's going to do it for this edition of the show. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again. Thanks for tuning in. You can catch us every day, weekdays, 5 to 6, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. Have a great night, everyone.